Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, a podcast all about, well, you guessed it, hip hop. I will be interviewing artists and exploring the genre I love. My hope is that you will begin to love it as much as I do, if not more. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming podcast news. All right, let's get into it. All right, welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm with my man Frey. So he is a coming up artist. He's been working with artists like G Herbo, Germ, uh, Little Nah as well out of, out of Charlotte. So if you haven't heard of him, definitely give him a, a check out. Check him out on Spotify. Check him out on YouTube as well. There's some uh, some videos popping as well. And he's got the iconic dreads. So you cannot miss him. He's He's got that that look going. So um, why the dreads, man? Like how long have you had those for? I ain't gonna lie. Uh, my my mom, I, I, I had a dress since I was a young, but legit for real. Uh, back when I had got into my first little like set of trouble, though, my mom's made me cut them off. So I had them in like I was like middle school, but then I, I haven't. I just grew them back like uh, like three years ago. So you know, I just got them back. You know, I'm, I'm feeling like myself again for real. <laughs> you know, my my. my my dad, he from Trinidad and Tobago, you feel me? So I always looked up to my dad, you feel me? Um, he, uh, unfortunately, when I was like eight years old, he got deported for oh, uh, drug trafficking. And, uh, you know, so I was basically, I grew up, I grew up in the tribe with my older cousins. They pretty much raised me and my mom, my mom and my older cousins, my grandma, that was like, you know what I'm saying? That was like my, my morale system. So really just. You know, like I ain't really get to grow up with them. I ain't really know them that long. You know, you don't really remember shit after you like eighteen. So how was that as a kid? Like, cause you're eight years old. Your father he gets deported. What is that like in terms of what is that experience? Do you remember like learning that news as a kid? Well, at first they told me my daddy went to college. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, for sure. <laughs> And then when he never come back, <laughs> I was like, shit, all right. And then um, when I turned like 16, my mama just broke it down to me like, look, you know, your dad, you know, he's not a bad guy, but, you know, he just did bad things to get good people to where they had to go. So, you know, that's just, you know, it was all right, though. You know, my mama, she a soldier, you know, my mama damn near like my daddy and my mom at the same time. My mama, OG, you know, she always kept the family together and kept everybody head up high and, you know, just shit like that, you know? So, you know, I never really was lacking any type of, like, father figure or something like that in my life as a kid. No, I wasn't ever nothing like that. But, you know, you know, you just got to, you got to prove the motherfuckers, though. It definitely, you know, like, I, I, I can say I got in a couple fights and, you know, stuff like that around the neighborhood, you know, just trying to prove myself, you know, but... You know, it turned out for the best. So, like, do you, did you ever feel, though, that you wanted to find him, like, when you were growing up? Because, obviously, when when you're told he's in college, when you're told that he's, like, you know, doing his thing, did you ever want to be like, all right, but can I reach out? Can I visit and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. He would always send me little letters and he would send me a... Uh he was really good with his hands. So he would send me like these little porcelain statues 
So we always communicated. And then when he got released and they deported him to Trinidad, I went over there and visited him, you know. So, like, we, we connected. I, I, I love my father. You know, he's a great guy. You feel me? He a wild one. But I feel like that's just where I get get my vibe from. <laughs> you feel me? So is your mom more of the the stable one? She's like the grounded one, like the the matriarch. She looks after everybody and she kind of keeps the show yeah. running. Yeah, my mom was a coach and my daddy was the quarterback for show. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and you touched on you fighting as a kid. Like where did that come? Was that just because like people would mess with you? What was the the deal there? Well, you know, you grew up in the South. Well, I, I grew up in the South. South, uh, you know, in America, the South is very, uh, very behind. Like, uh, not, not, not in a, in a, in a way of like, uh, it's just culturally behind. So, like, you gotta, you know, people don't do the talking out here. You know, you gotta prove, you gotta prove with your fist. You know, so that's just really all that was. More so, just you know. Marking my territory, letting people know they can't fuck with me. That's really all, you know. It, it comes, it comes like it's it's a lot of gangs out here, you know. And luckily, you know, I never had to join a gang. I never was forced to join join a gang. Just the the type of person I was, I was a stand up guy. I always, always had, you know, what I'm saying like an older presence around me, telling me like, look, do this, do that, do this, don't do that, you know. So, you know, it's just really just you know getting in the, you know how young boys, you know, boys will be. It's it's weird because like I I tend not I'm I'm also not like a fighter like I can I can throw down if I need to but like I've never really been in a proper fight or anything like that it's like you know so when when people like you know uh, I have to fight or I have to join a gang it's it's a different mentality but how did you avoid actually joining a gang when it was so prevalent? Um, really just, you know, uh, always having good people around me, you know, um, I know a lot of kids where I'm from, they feel lost. I know a lot of gang members, they feel lost, you know, so that's why they get in the gang so they can feel like they a part of something. So, you know, me personally, you know, my family was always, my family always had my back, you know, so, uh, I never really felt like the need to have to overextend myself. So that's just where that came from, you know. Like a lot of people thought I was in the game, just because how many people used to be with me, you know. But you know, we was just all, you know, playing, playing our part. Part of the interesting journey, I guess, is for you. You've obviously got, you know, these different negative or or different influences around you. But how do you stay focused, and how do you kind of transition from school to music? Um. Well, shit. You know. Really, niggas dropped out. Like we, you know, we, you know, we, we just, we was just always creative, creatively, musically inclined to whatever we had to do. So it, it wasn't really hard to transfer the, the, the music and 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 continue to, to, you know, like just it, it wasn't hard at all, you know. Like it was really more so just a, a like a like a stepping stone or like a rite of passage, to, you know, like all right. We're going to get through this. We're going to handle our shit. We're going to do this, you know? And at what point did you actually start following that music journey? Like, how old were you when you were actually starting to go, okay, this is what I want to do? Shit, I was probably in, uh, shit, right, right, right before I got out of high school, for real, like 18, 19, you know? 
And uh, you know, we just uh, you know, luckily I got I got put on tour by Johnny Shipes around that time. So it was really like a no-brainer. I, I I went on tour and I opened up for G Herbo Cameron. Uh, you know, it just gave me a real good perspective of how to handle myself, you know. And uh, you know, it, I, I had I had always been able to travel before touring, but oh, because the the interesting thing for me is, you know, in terms of for your own journey, like you were, you didn't start actually properly properly getting into it until you were like eighteen, nineteen after high school. So, like that's kind of late for a lot of artists. But what kind of motivated, you know, the real jump? And shit, man, I ain't want to be broke, for real. It was like, do what you got to do or you're going to be broke. And you got a real talent, too. And I was blessed enough to, to, to have people around me to motivate me to, to really reach for a hire instead of just settling for a little bit of local presence. Because, you know, the local shit was cool, you know? Like, like, like this, this is like, you know, like, we got the baby and all that stuff now, but you feel me? Like, I don't bump shoulders with Big Bro a couple times, you know? just from being in the local scene, you know, and, and, you know, like just people like him, people like myself and a few other artists from the city, you can just tell, like, it was, it was more than just, okay, I want people to know my name around town. I actually want to be able to help my homies or help my family or, you know, get them out of their financial struggles, even though, you know, we still working towards that, but that's just the ultimate goal basically for me. And so what would you have done if it wasn't for music? Like, did you have, any career or anything that you were like, you know what, this is the path that I was going to go down and music was the alternative or were you kind of feeling something else? And I probably would have took my daddy route for real, you know. <laughs> That's, you feel me? That's really my only option. It was a rapper. You feel me? I ain't playing no sports. I'm lazy. I smoke too much weed. <laughs> you feel me? So... You know, we just, you know, I'm just keeping it real with myself. You know, I was honestly, man, I, I don't know what I would have did without the music. Then that's that's the blessing and the curse in itself. It was this was really keep me motivated and keep me wanting to just keep striving for more, striving for better. You know what I'm saying? So do you think that it, you would have, you know, gotten into into trouble or you would have? Oh, yeah. For shit show. Yeah, I would have been probably I probably would have been in there with my homies, honestly, if it wasn't for a couple of more of my homies or my manager telling me, hey, we need to go do this. You ain't got time to play around in the streets, you know, like my manager grabbing me up like a puppy, you know, like, hey, dog, you need to do this. You need to do that. If it wasn't for him, you know what I'm saying? Like probably just would have been in the hood trapping it out trying to make a way for my homies and myself, you know? Because, I mean, we all put our hand in, you know, I ain't going to sit here and talk like I'm the leading pillar of society for my gang. It's never that, you know? But I, I just know for a fact, you know, we would have just, you know, kept doing basically how, how, how shit moved. Yeah. I think the interesting part is, obviously, for you, you haven't gone down that route, but you can see that your life could have gone down that path. And so it's like a, a sliding doors moment when you realize that your passion, i.e. music, is the same avenue to get your your life in a direction that you really want to get it to. A hundred percent. Like, real shit. Like, that's definitely that's definitely what it was for me, a sliding door moment, for real. Like, it, it was a certain point in my life where I felt like if, if, if I wasn't at a, a, a certain level of 
Like, if I wasn't doing certain things, I wasn't happy with myself. You get what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm just lucky to be able to fight through that, fight through that temptation and not get caught up in what's going on in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, and did your mom ever, ever show concern or did she ever, like, start to see the path that you were potentially heading down? Yeah, 100%. My mama, uh, my mama was scared to death, for real. Like, on some real shit, man. My mama was, like, my mama's, like, one of my best friends, though, you know? So she never gonna judge me for 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 doing the best that I can with what I got handed, you know? Like, my mama a soldier. She a winner, you know? Like, like, like my sister, my mama put my sister through college, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. All by her, by, by, by her bare hands, you know? Like, we ain't had no... We ain't had no grants. We didn't have no uh, scholarships or nothing like that, you know? My sister was a whiz kid, though. So, you know, she she graduated college in three years on a four-year program, you know? So it's like, you know, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm really blessed, man. I I, I, I pray. I'm, I'm not a, a real religious person, but I thank God every day for my mama, for real. Because I don't know what I would have did without her. Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, we definitely have to appreciate and, and show love to people who show love to us and guide us in the right direction. So, you know, man, that is definitely an important part. Yeah, nah, hundred percent, man. I feel like for real, like uh, you know, the people that the people that we grow with, we grew up around, believe it or not, they shape us. And that's that can go with direct influence or even with that absence. You know, I got a lot of niggas who ain't never met their daddy, you feel me? But them niggas the coldest niggas in the world. So I don't never really feel like, oh, yeah, you got to have a mom and a dad to do right. Or Yo, if you ain't got this, you're going to do this. Or, you know, I just feel like it's really up to it's really ultimately up to you. You know what I'm saying? If you want to ball, you're going you gonna to practice. You feel me? And, and you touched on your sister. Do you have any other siblings? Yeah, my, my daddy got kids. Uh, my, my brother, he uh he stay over there on the island, too. He fried, though. You know, he ain't even... He not even type nigga to come be in American society. You know, he he a real murderer for real. He stuck up there. Oh, wow. Valley, yeah, he on some other shit. Tattoo head to toe. So you feel me? When I see him, I'll be like, damn, I really could have been that. You know, I could have really been that because that's, you know, that's my older brother. You feel me? So you feel me? I could have went his route. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, I had a good balance of people showing me that it's just more than just okay. You can go out here and hurt, or you can go out here and just put a message out there, and it'll, it'll, you know, try to affect people in a positive way. And so, how do you feel that transitioned into your music? Like, obviously, you've come from quite a big journey where, you know, I, I speak to you and I start to understand that you're actually uh, quite introspective. You understand where your life could have gone. You see the things around you, but how do you think that translates into your music and, and the things that you create? Um. Can, can, can you reword that for me? I'm smoking weed. I'm fried. <laughs> That's okay. I was just gonna like based on your journey. Obviously, you've got quite a quite a long journey, and you think about where your life could have gone. How does that influence the music that you put out? Oh yeah, that shit hungry for sure. Like yeah, I ain't got a plan B, so that's how I put it out. You know, that's that's you know the proof is right there. You know, like I I ain't gotta I don't have a I don't have a I don't have a record label behind me at the moment. You feel me? So I gotta I gotta I gotta be the I gotta be the artist. I gotta be the damn near the manager, the assistant. I mean, you know, I got really good management. Shout out to main management, my my, my big boss Rome. 
that nigga 1000 that nigga really changed my life but you know even 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 with him around me i want him to know that i'm putting my best foot forward so sometimes i, I act like you know i just move like i don't even have a manager and, and bring him opportunities you know like look let's do this let's do that you know so just all the way around the board from from the recording process to because i don't write my music i freestyle everything so just the recording process down to making merch or making an instagram post or a, a, a witty tweet that i know will catch a couple people attention it's all just to to get the the name and face of phrase out there to the masses without going beyond my my basically without stepping outside myself because i got real homies that i gotta come look at you feel me i ain't doing no skits I ain't popping on no costumes and shit like that. You feel me? I ain't, I ain't no, I ain't saying that shit ass from them. You know, man. You know, like my mama whooped my ass. She sent me on some shit like that. You feel me? So, you know what I'm saying? Well, to be honest, man, I'm not a fan of skits anyway. You know, like yeah. I listen, I listen to an album, so I listen to music, not so I listen to, you know, someone put some jokes together. Like most rappers. And most artists, they're not comedians. So leave that to a comedian and you just put out your music and that's that's that. Like it sometimes it ruins a track. Like I think of tracks like you know, Biggie kicking the door. He's got like a minute skit at the beginning of the track. And I'm always like, come on, man, get rid of that skit. And it's so easy to listen to. Yes. Yeah, no, I I, I I fuck with that though. Now I, when, when when I say skits, I mean like like Instagram skits. You know, like doing like little jokey joke stuff and doing pranks, you know, doing pranks. Uh, the TikTok, the TikTok, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't with all that shit, man. Nigga pull a prank on me, he might fuck around and leave Earth. Oh, God, I ain't with none of that funny shit. <laughs> pour some barbecue or some weird shit. I ain't fucking with that shit. So I ain't going to do nobody like that, you feel me? That's what I mean when I say like I ain't doing no skits, no antics. Try to goddamn get the streets behind me. You feel me? Let people know that it's a real... You know, it's a real person behind the lyrics and the beats and all that shit. And so when you say you freestyle, so what do you do? So you you just rock up to the studio. Do you choose your beats and then you go for it? What is the process when you're in the studio? I like to surprise myself. If if I, I, I go to the studio, I'll just put out a tweet like, send me beats. You feel me? I get to the studio. It'll probably be 20, 30, 40 beats right there waiting on me. Well, as soon as I get there, I'm going to just smoke a blunt, pour up a cup of juice. You feel me? And I'm going to play the first one. And if that shit don't give me that itch, you know, like, damn, I can I hear the beat. It sound like a music video. If it don't sound like a music video, I'm going to skip it. Then once I hear the one that sound kind of like a movie, I just go in there and just, you know, I follow the shit. You know, like how a movie, you watching like a Tarantino film or a Scorsese film and how, you know, that they'll put certain tones of light to certain people or certain music. You know, like when the big man is walking in, they'll play like some crazy jazz to get people like, okay, that's the big man right there, you know? So it's like, I kind of want to do the same thing with my music and my lyrics and my... So if you hear a dark song, a dark beat, you know we finna get to tweaking on that motherfucker. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, if you hear some little pop sound, it's like, okay, he might say something. I don't really like to do auto-tune music. I be experimenting with it, but you know, if it's some auto-tune music, you know, I'll fuck around and... I'll I'll put I'll do some Alfred some Alfred Hitchcock type shit you know and motherfucker just switch the whole vibe up niggas will think it'll be on some pop star shit and then they listen to the lyrics and I'm just talking about right around with my niggas all day you know 
doing what niggas do. Shit like that. So do you, are you writing? Like, are you writing down in the studio or are you literally just going in the booth and off the top? Yeah, I don't, I don't write my music. That shit weird. It take too much time too. you know, studio time costs, you know? And I feel like too, like writing music, I feel like you damn near lying for real. Cause a nigga ain't finna telling himself on paper. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, you know? So, you know, like, I feel like not a time niggas be writing their music. They got to kind of uh, exaggerate. And when you freestyling, you don't get a chance to exaggerate because you don't get a chance to think about it. You just let it come out of you. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can definitely understand your point. I mean, the counterpoint to that would be when you're looking to, write, you know, put out something that's like, you know, an idea, for example, like when you want to tell a story, you need to take the time to actually put it together because otherwise it just doesn't make sense so i guess the challenges for artists is that they have you know an idea of what they want to create and that's why they'll write it and it'll be easier because you're putting pen to pad no 100 percent. i i'm all with having uh cohesive ideas and executing them you know but i just like i said i just don't want it to become too routine too cookie cutter too like um uh, predictable you know I like I like I like when people hear my shit, they be like, damn, bro, that song was crazy. That last one was hard, but this one is the shit. And then they hear the next one and be like, damn, bro. You know, because I just like to, you know, I like I like to play on the census. Motherfuckers listen to my shit. I want their hairs to stand up on their arms. Or, you feel me? And so how does that work with like an album construction? Because I know you released an album back in 2019. Um, it was called Cursed. That was my yeah, first. first. Yeah. Did you have the same process that you have now, or was that completely different? Yeah, it, it, it took me two years to make that though. For real, for real. Like I ain't gonna sit here and lie, oh yeah, I made it in 30 days. Like that's some cap. That shit took me two years. I fucking worked really hard. But I, I treated it like a school project, no cap, because I ain't never released the album before. So I damn near had to travel on that motherfucker. I hit the road, I went to Germany, I went to Russia. You know, we went to uh we went to uh where they make the Glock set? Austria. We went to Austria. We went to the past the Glock factory. That was a crazy experience. <laughs> no shit like that. That shit was crazy though. It's it's crazy how they did that shit too. They got a big ass, big ass silver factory in this little ass town. A bunch of farms and shit. You don't even think nobody lived there. That shit crazy. But when we did the show, man, them up for like fifteen hundred people deep. That shit was crazy. Damn, so were you surprised by how big the reception is overseas? I ain't gonna lie. I was, shout out to my nigga Nar. You know, my nigga Nar, my nigga Lil Nar, he he created that space for me to thrive in. And I just I just took the baton and ran with it, you know? Like, he just gave me a chance. That's all that was, you feel me? That was just a homie giving another homie a chance. And that shit just worked out in our favor. So I'm always in deep gratitude for my nigga Nar and my nigga Jerm for introducing me and Nar. And mending that relationship to make it is to what it is today, you know? Because I think the the cool thing is that, like, you almost forget that hip-hop is growing in a huge part in, in so many countries outside of the States. Like, for me, I forget that there's, like, you know, French hip-hop, that there's Russian hip-hop, that there's British hip-hop, that there's all these different versions of the the hip hop and it's all inspired by by the states. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, this is that ripple effect, culture effect. You know, like it's contagious. 
Like, like it's 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 funny though, cause cause it, it can be an enigma, you know, cause some people take it as disrespect because they really out here doing this shit. I know homies that are, took niggas' lives and they done lost their homies' lives, really living the shit that they speak about, you know. And then you know, you will you will catch somebody else who not really from that background just emulating that image or emulating that idea, you know. So, you know, it's I I'm I'm blessed to be able to influence people. You know, but I, I just want people to 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 also to learn to to when to disassociate themselves. Like if you're not really that, get out the way of somebody who's actually creative trying to get their story. And I, I'm not saying that's anybody overseas. I'm just saying, period. You know, like that's I feel like I feel like that's the blessing and the conflict in that idea in itself. You know, is how much people gravitate and em- emulate rap culture. It ain't even. It, you know, yeah, I was because I was going to ask you, how, like, how do you view, you know, people who are not from that background, you know, pretending or, you know, putting on a character and, and recording music that is like known as gangster music when they're not from that lifestyle? I mean, you know, that's how it was coming to me. You know, you lay down with dogs, you're going to get fleas. You know, that's the type of shit that is. You feel me? Like, niggas want to play. You know, and then some shit happened. You know, they want to get on the internet and get on Instagram live and, oh, they did this to me and I was in my hood and, and our people got to stick together. If you, if, if you, if, if you really out here want to exploit, you know what I'm saying? Like really exploit people, you feel me? Like take other people's stories and manipulate it to be your own and think you finna walk that path, then they said what come with it. You talk about guns, go buy you one. If you ain't talking about guns, why you ain't got one? If you never shot a gun, why are you talking about this? Shit? You feel me? Like you can. It's so much other things to talk about. You don't have to talk about drugs and violence and this and that and you know, like down play women and all that shit. Now you a pimp, nigga. You know that shit. So rock out. You gonna speak some shit? Niggas gonna listen to the. You can tell. You feel me? That's all I, I got to say. You can tell. You can tell. We can tell. Yeah, wow. it's it's weird because like I think of it as like an actor. An actor isn't a killer. An actor isn't you know they don't come from that lifestyle. They'll just come in, play a role because people like like I look at movies like John Wick. You know what I mean? Like he's he's just playing the role, but no one expects him to actually be the dude who's going to go whack everybody, right? So to me, I, I'm kind of a balance where like I don't mind if that's not your background, but I think your point is don't front too much. Like there's yeah, a point okay. where you cross it's, the line. Yeah, it's okay to do what you do because like I, I, I watch a lot of gangster films, so I already know Al Pacino ain't killed nobody, bro. This nigga got fifty million dollar mansion in Hollywood Hills. He would be on the man <laughs> if he was at Scarface. Robert De Niro, he would if he was who he portrayed himself to be on camera. You know, these people would be incarcerated. You feel me? Instantly. So it's just like, I get it. Yeah, and the reason fucking it up. Bro. <laughs> 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 oh God, I know that nigga no cap. I don't believe him either though. He, he really he probably can't even shoot straight. I swear to God, that nigga can shoot straight. He can shoot straight. He be in a shoot. 
right, Keanu get a pass. The homies done. The homies done. Yeah, hey, don't forget about Tom Cruise. Tom oh, Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise as well. Oh, yeah, Tom Cruise 100. I heard he's standing on phone books, though. Yeah, he's just short. He's just a short, short man. That's all it is, but he does all his own shit. Yo, me, I heard, I heard, I heard, yeah, you know, that's all good though. You feel me? I fuck with Tom Mans. He could, he good money. Well, do you, do you have anybody else? Like you, you mentioned like Scorsese movies. You mentioned Quentin Tarantino movies. Do you have any any like pop culture figures that you go out and are like, yeah, I'll always check their stuff out. Uh, it's really like it's a couple different motherfuckers. I like I like uh, Steve Buscemi. That a lot of people don't really realize how crazy bro is he was in he done been in every mob movie he been on scooby-doo he been been on everything so somebody like mr basimi i i I look at him and and a lot of people don't even know his name they just know his face you know so like yeah steve buscemi he's uh he's not a good looking man he's a fantastic actor but he's not a good looking man yeah you feel me (laughs) so you feel me like i i kind of like down there emulate bro a little bit i'm trying to be on some bro shit you feel me yeah i i get you i get you but uh, back to to your music how are you kind of moving through the covid period obviously still feeling the effects it's it's not the easiest time for to be an artist not that any time really is but how has it influenced you and how has it been for you shit man wonderful honestly covid the best thing happened to a nigga like me real shit that's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to say too much, but goddamn, yeah, you feel me? Like, that shit turned me all the way up. Like, real shit. Nigga walked in the cover with X amount of dollars and walked out of cover with, yeah, you did? I ain't, you ain't even got to do this shit for real. I just do this rap shit because I love this shit, you know? This shit art, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate the gifts and the, and the, and the stories and the people that I come across and the perspectives, but you feel me? Like, COVID really, like, you feel me? That shit turned me up. Like that shit. That shit was. That shit made me think more, think better, smarter, faster. It made me more hungrier. It made me more accepting too. And it showed me like a lot of shit that we take for granted. You feel me? Like that shit could be taken away in an instant. Just literally going outside. And so, what do you think it is that that led to your kind of? Because it sounds like COVID elevated you. Like you got better. So what was it about this period that allowed you to get better and switch up the mindset? Uh, just being at home. Uh, I started to read a little bit more. Uh, I read a lot of graphic novels. Uh, just, you know, uh, really doing that. I feel like a lot of people need to look inside. Instead of looking outward, they got to look inside. That's when you're going to find yourself. And then once you can channel that energy, you kind of just put out the most electric shit you feel me like i feel like i ain't i never been this confident about my music in my entire life and i'm dealing with it yeah why why so confident like what is the thing that kind of changed where you're like damn i'm feeling this more than i've ever felt before uh just looking at the numbers go up and looking at uh the the more people that I'm starting to reach and get in touch with because COVID it, you know, like it, it made people stay inside. So it, it made people like reach out to you. So I don't got like a way larger response. Um, I feel like people kind of like 
it's just more people that can see kind of like my story and kind of relate to it that I didn't even know. Cause I've been, I've been making music for, for a couple of years and I've done a lot of stuff, but I haven't really been able to like move on my own accord until now, you know, like 2019, I got, you know, like what, around the time I was dro- I dropped cursed, I was like doing a lot of stuff that I hadn't done before. So I, I just been putting that energy back in there, you know, just recycling that good energy and just being better to myself and which has made me more confident, you know, or, or uh, not a bravado or a facade or nothing like that. Like I'm genuinely happy with the music that I'm putting out and the progress that I'm making. So I feel like that shit just made me better. Yeah, it's weird because I talk to a few people and um, I've done a few of the, these podcasts to say the least, but it feels like COVID either made or break makes or breaks you where you either take the opportunity and you make the most of it or it breaks you and you feel like you got nothing left. So I think like, what was it for you? Because I think a lot of people struggle with that. They find something difficult and then they can't get through it. How do you get through it? Like what's that mindset piece? I mean, we, I, when I grew up, when I grew up, man, at my grandma's house, we used to have roaches and bed bugs and shit like that. You feel me? So, you know, I, I haven't never had to, uh, basically, I never had a chance. And if my chance comes in this, now I'm going to take it. You feel me? Like, niggas never had a chance. Niggas make the chance for themselves. It's like a, it's like when you young and you playing basketball for yourself and you throw yourself an alley-oop. That's really what it was, like. You can just sit back and let life happen to you, or you can get down. You feel me? Make some shit happen. So you know, that's just what I did. I just made something with nothing. Took lemons and made lemonade. Yeah, and and at some point you just got to take the shot. Like you can't hold the ball forever. Like the shot clock will run out. You just got to make sure that you shoot your shot at some point, and you know, make the most of it. Yeah, hundred percent. So what's next? So talk to me about you know. You're, you're starting to hit your, your next level of of music. You're getting more more fans come through. What's your plan for 2021? Uh, shit, man. Just, you know, getting back on to this shit, man. Getting on the road and shit. Uh, you know, working with my homies. A lot of my hometown homies, they dropping a lot of good music, you know. So, you know, that's just really, you know, I'm just, I'm just out here. You feel me? I'm just out here. I've been out here for like two days, three days, you know. We just out here with it like 2021, you know what I mean? We just going to get on the road. We going to do these shows and get this bag, you know, keep this shit going. I ain't going to – I don't want to set no no, no crazy goal for myself, but, you know, I just want to win ultimately. Do you have an album in the works? Yeah, we working on Curse 2 right now. Uh I don't know if I'm going to put a feature on it. My manager been telling me I need to put a feature on it, like a bigger artist that I haven't worked with before. So, you know, we just exploring those options. But for now, um, I'm just creating the music and I'm just dropping singles and videos. Uh, I got a little joint project with my homie 10 Cell Phones finna come out uh, in the next, like, 60 days. So nice. we're going to that. If you had to choose a feature, like if you got to choose anybody, do you have like a feature that you would love to have on? Uh, it would have to be, uh, it would have to be somebody like fuck around. I'll, I'll fuck around and buy like a Bobby Womack. I'll fuck around and buy a Bobby Womack verse pass 
You feel me? Or 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 or, or like a Isley Brothers, like a Isley Brothers secret song that they kept and sample it. I would do something like that. Um, I like listening to old music, but if I had to pick a new artist, it'll be like Don Tolliver. It's probably like my favorite new artist. I've been listening to bro for like two, three years now though. I like him a lot though. I don't know why. I just like his music though. It, it's very, it's very sonically advanced, for real, for real. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of you know. I, I, one of my favorite things in hip hop is when you take an old song and you cut it up and you sample it and you take like a vocal from like a jazzy song and it then comes in and it hits the the trappy beat the hi-hats and the heavy drums whenever i get a beat like that it is fire absolute dope yeah you feel me i like that shit too you know so and i feel like that's that's true that's a real collaboration you feel me you know you can anybody can just lay down a 16 or eight bar or whatever but to actually like incorporate it into the sound and like you know just go crazy, crazy. That's just crazier. And also for the producer and the and the you know the beat maker, it's also way more impressive when they take a song that I've never heard before and then they chop that up and put it into a beat rather than you know a commercial hit that I've heard a thousand times and then they chop it up. So it, it's like it gives you a lot of credibility to use something that people have never heard before. Nah, a thousand percent, real shit, you know? And luckily, I work with a lot of good producers, my boy Carlo and my boy Simo, you know, my boy Growside, you know, they 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 actually really good with the samples, you know, they go crazy with that. And those are, like, my, my core three, like, producers that I kind of, like, work with. I got a couple others that I fuck with, too, but those are my, my, my main, like, my main three. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what we come up with while we... Yeah. Definitely. And do you know how many tracks you want to put on that album? Um, Curse 2 will probably be like 10 tracks. The first one was 8, so I'm going to do 10 on this one. Yeah, it's weird because I, I used to, to think... shoot a hood movie too, put all my homies in it. Okay. So you, you're, you're getting into the into the movies as well? Yeah, you feel me? Like I, I ain't going to lie. I started, before I was even rapping, bro, I used to shoot people videos. I was a videographer before I even started rapping. So, you know. I'm really all big about that, all about that. So you've got that background in like, you know, shooting the video. So I'm sure I can thank yourself for for shooting your own videos and, and directing and choreographing, or do you have other people that are like helping with that? Nah, I'm hella hands on. I do everything myself. Well, not everything. I mean, if the if the videographer come with a treatment, that's that. But usually nine times out of 10, oh damn, my bad gang. I'm trying to make sure I don't get no ash in the car and that ash all in the car. <laughs> And I mean, we were talking before you jumped on the the podcast about you know traveling because you had shows booked in Australia, but that I'm sure they never went went ahead. Is that right? Yeah, not yet. Uh-uh. Hopefully, those when the borders open back up, we be you know. Yeah, I feel feel like a lot of people are waiting to come through because uh, the the scene down here is is picking up, and I like we've had some big artists come through, and they the shows just go off. Yeah, for sure. Australia got some bad bitches too. No cap. I'm trying to go there. <laughs> Kangaroo something. <laughs> right quick. You did? Yeah. Well, man, if you ever come through, you'll have to come in and see me face to face down in Melbourne. That's that's my town. That's uh that's uh that's where we're living. No, nah, no cap. I'm bring the whole gang with listen, me. Listen, listen, do they they let felons in there? Uh I guess it depends what type of felon. 
Probably not your type of show. But... Damn. <laughs> 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 it be happening, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, I appreciate you having me, dog. Well, man, I have I have one more question for you anyway, because this is the only question that I ever plan on the podcast. It's probably the hardest question that you'll get. In, and it, it's really simple, though. If you had to pick one album that everybody should listen to, doesn't have to be hip-hop, what would it be? <laughs> and it can't be your own. You can't plug your own stuff. We'll plug yours at the end, but it has to be... Someone else. Uh, the DJ Screw album, Fallen Soldiers Volume Two. That's probably what everybody in the world need to hear that one. If you ain't heard that, you fried. Like that's the shit right there. That should tell you. That should remind you. Feel me? If you really on some shit, you'll it'll it'll put you in that vibe. Like oh yeah, that's why I need to go with it. There you go. That's phrase. That's his album recommendation. Definitely check it out. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show, Fraze. Obviously, you got some some of your mates in in the back. You've been, you know, smoking a bit of weed on the show. Uh, we've had some some f- features from your boys, but I appreciate you coming through. Make sure you check him out on Spotify, on iTunes, uh, and and don't forget uh, to follow him on on IG and Twitter. But is there anything else you wanted to plug? Uh, just shout out to my manager, man. Main management. Uh, you know, shout out to the homies, school game, money click. Shout out Charlotte, North Carolina. Shout out my OTG niggas, my OMT niggas, and uh, you know, uh, shout out to Australia, man. Hopefully, I can get out there and tap in with my good people out there soon. Feel me? Shout out to Morton Grove. Lastly, but not least, shout out to Morton Grove. He keeps us going. Well, man, I, as I said, I appreciate you you coming on the show and. Hopefully you get to come down to Australia sometime soon and then we can do this again uh, face-to-face as opposed to over Zoom. Yes, sir. I'm going to bring you some lean when I see you. going to get hard. Sounds good to me, man. Look, I appreciate you coming on um, and I appreciate your time and we'll speak again soon. All right, brother, man. Be smooth, dog. Love always. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip-hop hustle for all upcoming podcast news. Bye for now.